0: This is Truth Talks.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Here we are unleashing God's truth, and we are (laughs) slaying sexual sin. Oh, man. Uh, I did not do this on the, well, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm about to go back and edit it. But uh, I will say that I know that a lot of people listen to these podcasts with their kids. So I would just w- kind of warn you that what we're talking about uh, is uh, may not be, you know, your younger ones may not be ready for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, don't, we want you to lead your family well. So uh, these type of podcasts, probably listen to uh, while you're working out. With some headphones on, maybe but I
0: I would say as a pastor, mm-hmm. every teenager should read this book with yeah, their parents. Yeah, definitely. I was talking I, about like
1: the younger ones. Yeah, like, of course, of course. Yeah. But
0: I've been I've been even talking to my wife about wanting to sit down, and I was telling her you need we need to read this with our daughters. Yeah, yeah. And I'll definitely be doing it with my boys as they become teenagers. Yeah, and in that time frame, we need to we need to teach our children far younger than we normally do about these things and mm-hmm. that's just that's just good
1: parenting yeah and that pastor that you just mm-hmm. heard talk was uh pastor matt Sorry. white from <laughs> Belcroft bible church guest in training <laughs> yeah he's he, he's 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 no short of words but the best thing is he's not short of wisdom he's always yeah. ready to give it so yeah. uh, God's I'm, wisdom uh, is what matters not yeah mine. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely here for it So uh, what we're actually talking about today is a continuation of the conversation uh, from the Passions of the Heart Bible study that we've been doing here at Belcroft uh, with our men. And the uh, book that it's based on, uh, first and foremost, is the Bible, the Word of God, but also uh, the Passions of the Heart by uh, Dr. John Street. Um, We are right now kind of in the middle part of that uh, study. Uh, Chapter four uh, is what was uh is is where we are right now so we're kind of swooping through to the next part but we want to just kind of pause and give uh kind of a brief synopsis of everything but also kind of talk through a few points and one point that I was just sharing with him offline that I was just having a struggle with with you know uh reading through this book is the idea of idolatry and really the chap the 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 uh title of the the third chapter is heart idolatry And sexual immorality or Sexual enslavement, I'm sorry And I was just really kind of struggling Matt on what uh, Heart, well what idolatry Had to do with sexual sin Yeah. And uh, you were kind of giving me an explanation of that. Uh, Every time I think of the word or the concept of idolatry, the first thing that comes to mind is Genesis 32 with the golden calf. That's a good one. And that's the first thing I thought of. Now, what were you saying about the golden calf and um, what came from that entire situation? Yeah. So uh, that whole thing is
0: is throughout Scripture. This is what you find. If you do a study of Scripture, you're going to find. Either uh, literally or figuratively, you're going to see an inseparable link between idolatry and immorality. Mm -hmm. You're going to see this come up throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, where people are involved in idolatry and they end up in immorality. Mm -hmm. And why this is so helpful is because it it really shows a pattern, a progression, and the heart problem, Mm -hmm. right, Um, which is idolatry. Mm -hmm. The immorality is an issue, but the immorality flows out of idolatry. And, that, and I think this is foundational to the whole issue, and this is so clearly taught in Scripture. But Exodus 32 is a really good example, right? Because Moses goes up on the mountain. He's there for 40 days. The people have been freed from Egypt, and they're, they're, they've reached a point where they think Moses is dead. They don't know what's happened to him. He's only been gone 40 days. He's up on the mountain. The lightning's there. The thunder's there. They, they know God is there. But uh, they're, they're done with that, and they're ready to follow what they've been seeing in Egypt for all their life. And so they talk to Aaron, make us a god for us. For this man Moses is gone, which is just speaks volumes to where they were spiritually on many levels. Um, Aaron follows their follows the crowd, which that speaks volumes on so never doing that. And he follows the crowd, builds them this golden calf. Well, what happens next? Uh, a glorified orgy is what happens next. And so they get they get involved in all kinds of immorality. That's what that was. And uh, so what. What you see right there in that in that really, that that idolatrous festival of Egypt in where they're worshiping um, in a pagan way, was nothing more than all they had watched in Egypt for four hundred and thirty years wow, yeah. while they were there. They were being trained mm-hmm. and their hearts were being cultivated. so and and I think Dr. Street in chapter four brings this up, if I remember correctly. Um, where they they not only wanted to be freed from their slavery, but they wanted to be freed so that they could fulfill their idolatry, hmm. right, which is what you see happen almost immediately, mm-hmm. right, um, there at the base of Mount Sinai. And so everything they had been seeing the Egyptians do, now they are doing, because it's, it was in their heart, right? It's in all of our hearts and and so you see in Exodus 32 a clear example of that. They start out worshiping this golden calf. It ends up in this sexual uh, uh, disaster of all kinds of immorality happening. That's what the phrase literally means when it says they rose up to play. And then if there's any question about that, that that's not in the text, well, you can go over to... The biblical commentary on Exodus 32, which is 1 Corinthians 10, where Mm -hmm. Paul literally says that. And remember, the best interpreter of Scripture is Scripture. And so you go over to 1 Corinthians 10, and that's literally what Paul says. And so he says in 1 Corinthians 10, speaking about Exodus 32, he says, now, starting in verse 6. Now, these things took place as examples for us, here you go, that we might not desire evil as they did. Notice Core, problem, desire, evil. It's internal, Mm -hmm. right? And so, again, it's that evil lust, that evil desire in the heart. Verse 7, watch the connection. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink, here's the word, and rose up to play. Mm -hmm. Watch verse 8. We must not indulge in what? Sexual immorality, as some of them did and 23,000 fell on a single day. We must not put Christ to the test. And he goes on again, and he speaks of this reality, and then he goes on to speak about temptation. And then in verse 14 he says again, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just, he's, he's speaking. Now, what's interesting is he's going to go on and talk about the Lord's Supper and the idolatrous nature that the Lord's Supper is, and the worship of demons. And that's a discussion for another day. Wow! But that's what comes next. Mm -hmm. And he starts talking about how the Lord's Supper could be turned into the worship of demons. Mm -hmm. And, And I've talked about that before even here at Belcroft when I've preached on communion and and what Paul is saying there. But this whole reality of idolatry is far greater and bigger than we even imagine. And that's why in the first commandment, it was what? You shall have no other gods before me. God Mm -hmm. is laying this out because he knows. He knows our hearts as he knows our nature and he knows our struggle. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be idolatry. And then the second commandment in many ways is, is a further summation of that. Right. And um, and so that issue is huge. Now, I pointed this out in the class. You take the Ten Commandments, which is just a summation of the law in many ways. It's there's more than just those ten. But those are the ones we focus on. What's the first commandment? It's a a prohibition against idolatry. Mm -hmm. Okay. what's the last commandment on many levels?
1: Uh, prohibition against uh, Immor- uh, uh, well immorality, uh, immorality. Yeah, yeah. You shall not Adultery. covet. You shall not covet a
0: man's wife. You mm-hmm. shall not covet a man's main man servant and and house and so on and so forth. Because at the end of the day, what's at the core of idolatry is covetousness, mm-hmm. right? And so this greed, this desire for something that you don't have, because that's what evil desire is. It sees something and it wants it. It wants more of what. Um, you don't have what somebody else has, and so uh, they go they go hand in hand. And so there in the Ten Commandments, you even see bookended idolatry and immorality mm-hmm. in the sense of uh, coveting after another man's wife. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you think that that's not clear enough, and that's really clear um, in First Corinthians ten, this connection between idolatry and immorality. Flip over to Colossians three, and we we've I, I've pointed this out a couple times in class, but we haven't spent a lot of time exegeting this yet, but we will because this is foundational to the whole issue of uh, immorality in whatever form it takes. Um, chapter- Colossians, what? Colossians 3 verse 5, yep. put to death, that literally means mortify or kill, uh, therefore, what is earthly? There you go. That's back to Romans six. These earthly members, this body of death, this body of flesh, mm-hmm. this corrupt, uh, this corrupt body that we have, put to death. What is earthly in you? Now watch: sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Can I tell you what Paul has just done there? He has started from the outward, from the manifestation, the the, the the primary sin that is seen, which is what? Sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. And like concentric circles, he works its way in to the core of where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you watch it, look, he says sexual immorality. That's the external act. Mm-hmm. This would be James chapter 1 in, in, a, in, a, in another form. Mm-hmm. James chapter 1 talks about the sin growing, being conceived in the heart, and then ultimately mm-hmm. being birthed and then ultimately bringing death. Right. This is one step away from the death. This Mm -hmm. is what's being conceived, sexual immorality. Well, where did that come from? Impurity, right? Mm -hmm. This is where the fall isn't very far. Before you get to sexual immorality, your life's marked by impurity. Mm -hmm. What is that, right? Wicked thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? And and, uh, sensual thoughts, sensual words, things how you speak, impurity. And then what? Passion. That's Mm -hmm. that lust. That's literally what that word means. It's that lust of the flesh and so you don't you never get into immorality without lusting yeah. right and so and then look evil desire mm-hmm. and so you, you your passion is out of control evil desire is that internal drive and then ultimately there it is covetousness mm-hmm. that greed of wanting something you've seen Right. And you've wanting it. And look at look at what the text says. He calls covetousness, which is idolatry, Mm -hmm. meaning, again, back to that definition of idol. Anything that you put as more important than God. Right. And and again, it's all about worship. Mm -hmm. All of life is all about you're going to worship something. Mm -hmm. You were created to worship. We all worship. Most of the time we worship self. Yeah, that's that's our idol is ourselves. Mm -hmm. We worship at the God of self all the time when we're to be worshiping God. And we worship at the God of self because we're we're greedy, we're covetousness. We we are covet we are c- constantly coveting that which we do not have and want. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're idolaters at heart. We're glory thieves. Mm-hmm. We're constantly robbing uh, God from what is rightfully His, yeah. meaning praise, adoration, and worship. We're stealing it for ourselves. And that's why we are idolaters. And ultimately, that idolatry will work its way out to immorality. Yeah. You see it right there. It's so helpful.
1: You said something very, and this is something that I have been struggling with. You said something that is very crucial. You said it in the Bible study uh, the third about the, the third chapter, but also today. Uh, you talk about the thoughts. Yeah. And first you set it up with, and you showed us in the word where our heart thinks. And yeah all those things yeah here's my question because i've heard it said uh, numerous times by numerous pastors that uh homosexuality yeah. if it in the life of a believer yeah and is what i'm talking about yeah. if they are having these uh these 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 thoughts yep. uh but they haven't actually you know actually worked it out or or done the physical act sure that it is not sin
0: yeah yeah we talked about that uh i mentioned that very clearly in the Mm -hmm. notes i I gave you guys a lot of homework on that and talked about it even last week in class we're going to come up again let me just reference this verse because it says it so clearly in, in, in Hebrews 4, right, uh, 12, it, it literally uses that phrase, which, again, this is repeated throughout Scripture, but it uses that phrase about how the Word of God um, is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing in, to the division of the soul and of the spirit, of the joints and the marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm -hmm. There's that reality of the thoughts of the heart, the intentions of the heart. Again, it's so helpful showing how the heart is intending, it's purposing, it's thinking, it's moving. And so, yeah, we use that phrase and it's biblical. And um, yeah, back to your question now about this reality of sin always begins in the heart, Mm -hmm. always. Right. Um, it, again, Matthew seven. Uh, excuse me, Mark seven, Matthew twelve, Matthew fifteen, Matthew eighteen. The Bible is crystal clear. Jesus spoke about this all the time. That it's not what. It's not the the act that comes out of the man that is what defiles him. It's what's inside. What comes out is just simply the overflow of the heart. And he says that over and over again. It's out of the heart that all of the well. I mean, again, this is truth talk, so let the truth talk, not me. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can go to uh, Mark chapter seven, and we'll get there in our verse by verse study in a couple years. But a couple years, yeah. yeah but uh, here it is, Matthew chapter seven. For from within, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality envy slander pride foolishness all these evil things come from within and they defile a person and that just that reality gets gets uh, repeated over you know, I've never
1: seen that before Jesus I didn't know Jesus went down a list of sin like that oh he does it multiple times really oh yeah I I've never noticed yeah. that. I know that yeah. uh, Paul well, me, does that a lot oh, in yeah. uh, the, uh, like me, Galatians go B. over
0: to go over to Matthew uh, go over to Matthew uh, 12 he, d- he does it a does it again? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you, uh, Matthew twelve. Um, I'll give them to you now.
1: Matthew twelve.
0: Yep, yep. He says this is the one there where for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. The good person out of the good treasure brings forth what good. Verse? This Matthew twelve, uh, starting at thirty five. Um, I and he says that 35 the good person out of his good out of the good treasure brings forth good and the evil person out of the evil treasure brings forth evil. He's talking about fruit, right? Where does it come from? It comes from out of out of the heart of man. If you flipped over to Matthew 15, you'll see that list again mm-hmm. over in Matthew 15 where he says there it is verse 18, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. And that's what the Pharisees were trying to get on his disciples because they wouldn't wash their hands, and now they're defiled. And Jesus is like, dirty hands don't make you defiled, dirty heart does. Right, right. And he's driving that point. If you go over to Proverbs 27, is a great verse. In Proverbs 27, I mean, just lays this out clearly. In Proverbs 27, uh, I think it's verse 19, says... uh, um, I love it. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Man. Yeah. So when you look at a water, right, you see Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. You see the truth. Yeah. You look at the heart of man, you see the truth. Yeah. That You are never more than who you are in your heart. Hmm. That's the control center. That's every, that's the core. That's who you are. So when Jesus is speaking this way about the heart, he's laying it out. Mm-hmm. If you do these things, it's because it's coming out of who you are. Yeah. And uh, so, yes. Yeah, so back to your question about sexual, about homosexuality and all of that, which is, is a major
1: issue. Because it's not something that, you know, a lot of people struggle with this. You know, they may have, you know, come into understanding of, of Scripture and they know. And, and this is not just homosexuality. This is any sin. Mm-hmm. So. It, I mean, it all guy, begins in the heart. Yeah, it all begins. It flows out of the heart. It begins in the heart It, it before it
0: ever becomes. A, I, I think of it like this. Right. It, it's it's a heart. It's it's the heart, the head, the hands. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how it goes. It goes from the heart to the to the head, meaning your heart is intending and then your mind starts thinking and planning and you seeing and you're 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 uh, giving uh, essentially, permission to your to your hands to act. And that's mm-hmm. the deeds. Mm-hmm. That's where James talks about. It's conceived. It's conceived in the heart, and then it grows like the like. He uses the language of of pregnation, right? Mm-hmm. Im- impregnation, and then James one, and he says, "Your evil desire then, uh, like uh, pregnation, comes together with the egg of temptation, mm-hmm. and now the baby is born. Yeah. Sin is born in mm-hmm. the heart." So it's, it's, it's then under a period of gestation in the womb of your heart. It's growing. You're sin. You're in sin. You're defiled in sin. You're sinning all that time. But it may never come out of your heart. It may simply be something that no one knows but God. And that doesn't mean you're not sinning. Of course you're sinning. You're sinning. That's why Matthew 7 is so helpful where Jesus said just because uh, a man is an adulterer doesn't, doesn't mean he's any different than the man who's the adulterer in heart. The adulterer in heart, meaning the guy that looks at a woman and wants to uh, sleep with her or, or or sin with her, is no different in the eyes of God than the man who actually does, because the issue is the heart, not just the act. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jesus is really clear about that, and the Bible is really clear about that. So when it comes to the whole idea of same-sex attraction, which is a, a very... Um, uh, a confusing topic for sadly so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, that issue is marked by all kinds of sin. There are many in the evangelical church that will say it's not a sin to be attracted in a in a sexual way to a person of the same sex, mm-hmm. um, and I would totally differ from that and say absolutely it is, yeah. without question, and uh, for many reasons. Uh, But that's a, you know, again, that's a really good topic for another day, because there are many bad teachers on that. And uh, it's really sad. It's really sad, because the heart, again, is, is longing for something that the Bible and God has declared to be impure, to be wrong. And when the heart is going after that, it's sin. Mm-hmm. It's sin from its very core. So it's
1: know? not even an act of, It's not even a matter of a physical act. It's no. a matter of what your heart is going after and what your heart once,
0: desires. Once, I think I used the analogy the other day of of uh, uh, you know for a man to know that there is an attractive woman over to the right, like mm-hmm. in the corner of the room, and he has he has, he has out of the corner of a, of his eye has a desire to look in that direction so that he can lust after her, so Mm -hmm. that he can enjoy whatever that is that that does for him. That is that that is that sin in the heart. That's that temptation, that desire, that evil desire in the heart. That's just that flame is flickering. It's there. Yeah. And the minute that man looks in that direction, he has sinned. Mm -hmm. The minute he has given his will permission and says, I'm going there, he is he has sinned Mm -hmm. right now. If he fights that and says, nope, I'm not going to do it Mm -hmm. right. I'm not going there. He's mm-hmm. fighting that sin, yeah. right? And that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing. And that's and and in the gospel, we have the power to do that. But the minute he goes there, and even if he goes mentally, he doesn't even have to look with his eyes, right? He can even mentally begin to picture the woman. He's, he's in sin, mm-hmm. right? Because his will now has submitted to that desire in his heart. Mm-hmm. But even that desire is sinful that comes up from his sinful nature. That's how scary it is. Yeah,
1: that is contrary to what, a lot of people has said and yeah. the the reality is what the Bible says is <laughs> conflict to what a lot of people are saying yeah. right now. Yeah. And uh, it's always bothered me that, you know, people are like, well, you haven't actually done it. So it's not that it's not bad, but I'm like, well, um, your- why does apostle Paul talking about uh, taking thoughts, you know, taking I- your thoughts captive? Absolutely. You know, we si- we sin
0: primarily in our, in our heart mm-hmm. and our mind. Yeah. Always before it comes out in our hands. Mm -hmm. And we sin 10 times more with our mind and our thoughts than we ever do with our hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because again, the battlefield is in the heart. Mm -hmm. This is where it must be fought. This is where it must uh, rage. And uh, long before it comes out and I'm dealing with it out externally, I must fight it internally. And, and And how you... Fight that is through Scripture, mm-hmm. and that's what Second Corinthians ten you just alluded to a minute ago about taking every thought captive to obedience to Christ. Mm-hmm. Romans 12, 1 and two, right? Recalibrating mm-hmm. our mind with the truth of Scripture. Uh, Psalm one nineteen. How does a man keep his way, uh, keep his heart pure? Right by guarding it according to Thy Word. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what we do. I've hit, Psalm one nineteen eleven. I've hidden Your Word in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. I mean, this is this is how you fight it. This mm-hmm. is the this is the the uh the weapons of our warfare are not are not uh physical they're spiritual it's truth truth Mm -hmm. is always what we use the sword of the spirit in ephesians 5 which Mm -hmm. is the word of god and so yeah this is this is the battlefield but the issue is always at its core idolatry Mm -hmm. which is covetousness and the book does a really good job explaining that but the book the scripture in colossians 3 5 where we started all this Mm -hmm. crystal clear Immorality starts, it manifests outward, but it starts inward with Mm -hmm. idolatry.
1: Yeah. And since we, uh, since God is holy, completely, uh, holy, uh, we have to understand that, uh, the thing that we are not taught uh, a lot of times is that, uh, we are sinful and we are not holy. And because of that, um, we are under God's wrath Mm. Us being under God's wrath makes it so that we will not see God, a, a holy God. Jesus, uh, God, in his love, sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And with that, uh, he propitiated our sins against God's wrath. Uh, and it pleased him to break Jesus because of the fact that he loved us so much. Uh, but we have a choice. We can either repent or uh, and repent and believe or we can reject God and This is what the Truth Talks podcast is all about, uh, helping you to understand the truth. Um, We are uh, halfway through the study for the Passions of the Heart. Um, If you would like to join us, please give us an email at info at bellcroftbiblechurch.org and we can give you the information for that. We also also are open to questions. Um, uh, You can also look on our Instagram page, uh, the Truth Talks podcast Instagram page. Please send me a... uh, Um, Send us a a message if you have any questions about what we've been talking about. Uh, But we appreciate you all listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Please subscribe and like and share. Thank you very much. Take care. Delighting
0: in the word that we might walk in the truth.
1: A ministry of Belcroft Bible Church.